On this episode, we have reunited in Bloomington after five months apart. COVID-19 is still here and we are still in a global pandemic, but IUBT is finding a way forward. We have some major life updates from Liz and we give you an overview of our first week back at school online. Thanks for listening. Okay, hi Natalie. Hi Liz. Happy to be back. Good to see you just like old times on Zoom. No, we're both back in Bloomington finally after five months away um, Mm -hmm. and several months away from the podcast. Um, But Natalie and I are both in Bloomington um, doing this interview over Zoom, um, socially distanced. Yes. One day we will be back together to record in person. Yes. But right Um, now we're just back in Bloomington for senior year, back on Zoom. (laughs) Back, back at it with IUB Talks, and we're really excited to bring you guys another year of IUB. And it's really exciting. We have a lot of fun stuff planned. So yeah, it's been a while. We've missed you guys. We hope you guys all had a great summer. Um, we had a lot of fun doing all those senior interviews. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to our interview with Julian Goodwin-Ferris, our most recent episode, go check that out because it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we're just kicking off the new year. So, Natalie, what's up with you? Um, should we jump into this year, like what IUBT is looking like in the middle of a pandemic? Should we just jump yeah, right in? Jump in with that, and then I'll do my own update later. Okay. Um, so yeah, news news flash: we're still in a pandemic. Um, in case no one knew, um, we're still here, <laughs> and. Uh, IUBT is definitely looking different this year. We started off um, at the end of August, still online. So we were all back in Bloomington in our apartments with our roommates or I'm living by myself. Um, But logging in on Zoom, just like we finished last year. um, And we jumped right back into doing technique in our kitchens and our living room. Um, so crazy start to the year. Honestly, I can't imagine being a freshman. I know the freshmen doing ballet in their dorms, honestly, props to you guys. Yeah. Incredible, incredible discipline. How long had it been for you? Um, how long of a break did you take from dancing during the summer? Did you take a break or did you stay on Um, a schedule? I was, I pretty much had a consistent schedule. I, would probably dance about four days a week. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, and I, but like not, it wasn't really like a system. It was kind of just like four days, but whenever I didn't really feel like dancing, I wouldn't. <laughs> um, but I, I was staying, I was staying pretty active, like going on walks and doing Pilates and yoga and all that stuff. What had been the longest was um, wearing point shoes. I definitely fell out of that over quarantine. Um, Just from dancing on wood floors, like it was not, not possible. But every day is, (laughs) every day is a step in the right direction. (laughs) We're getting back slowly but surely, week three. (laughs) Gotta have faith. Week four, actually. Um, Week four, week four, week four. But I'm just so happy to be back here, and we started off the year, like, really doing a lot, it felt like. Um, We have conditioning every morning with Sarah or another faculty member. We either have it for, like, a half hour or an hour before technique class. 
Yes, we've had our, like, basically Pilates sessions with Sarah. She's really great at teaching a little conditioning class. Right now, I feel like just to get all those muscles firing again. Yes, yeah. And I think it's really great to have everyone, like, on the same page strength-wise. Like, every... Every year, freshman to senior is taking conditioning classes. And, uh, yeah, it's just really good to be building on that strength again. And then we have technique for, I think we're doing it for, like, an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, just because, like, things take a little bit longer over Zoom. And then we – so this is where it kind of gets weird. Each grade level is kind of working on different things right now. Juniors and seniors are working on variations to film for uh, auditioning. And freshmen and sophomores, I think, are working on a piece that um, Sasha is choreographing, one of our faculty members. Everything that's being worked on, choreographed, filmed, you know, whatever, whatever, is going to be socially distanced. A lot of our rehearsals, like, I shouldn't say our, a lot of the rehearsals for Sasha's pieces, I think, are outside. And Sarah is working on, uh, what is, is she working on Labiadere with the freshmen girls? Um, I think they're also working outside sometimes on that. I'm not really sure exactly what their schedules look like, but. It's just crazy to me, like, how... Um, ballet can really survive anything, you know, like we're so adaptable, like this insane circumstance and like, look at all the, I mean, obviously it's not the same and there's so many things that we are missing out on. I don't want to take away from that, but at the same time, like we're adapting and like finding new ways. And it gives me hope that like our art form is going to find a way to move forward. Yeah. It feels really good to be working on projects again with the faculty and with the other students. Now, like in week four, we've slowly started integrating into the studios again. So that's really exciting. Like we just had some of the seniors and juniors just had their first um, technique class in person again. I watched you guys on Zoom. It was was really exciting. It was so lame how exciting it was to be in a studio. Really good. I mean, I know I can can only imagine. I mean, how weird it must have felt to be in that like environment. Like, yeah. so just to give you guys an idea, they're all in a box, taped mm-hmm. on the floor. What is it? How many feet is your box? You know? It's over. It's like over six feet distance from the, from the person next to you. I'm not exactly sure. Then you don't leave your box like for class. I guess you go across the floor probably. Yeah, we do. There is a system for. Um, waiting on the sides and traveling across the floor but for the most part like you're assigned a box number and you take bar in that box you take center in that box um the whole time you're socially distanced and masked inside the studios it's a really great system all thanks to sarah roth for laying that out taping the floors uh creating guidelines i mean she's done so much work to bring us all back here and uh, how many of you are in the studio at a time? Like, how many su- junior, seniors, girls were in that class? I think, so our class was slightly smaller than it than normal, um, just because some girls were taking class at home still. But I think it's generally, like, between six and eight people okay. a class. It's small. Yeah, it's really Yeah, small. it's really tiny, but it's also really nice. Like, the, the corrections and attention that you get from a smaller class is so, I mean, that's something we haven't experienced all 
all three years because we've always been in a large class. So the junior, junior and senior girls are also learning variations um, in the studios. We're learning a classical, neoclassical, and contemporary variation to be filmed on the Mac stage. And we do get to meet in person for that. And Michael comes and teaches the classical variation for us in person, which is really nice. Awesome. IUBT seniors are going to have the best reels of anyone auditioning. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. I I can't help but think about just the way that like so many of my best, my favorite memories from IUBT were like times in the studio, like filled up with all my friends. Oh, yeah thinking about is just like those moments before class like blasting music dance parties and yeah. like even during class like crowding in the corner to go across the floor and like yeah conversations with your friends when you're not supposed to be talking you know oh, like, yeah it's it's you know, really like, different your friends in the back and it's like of course that stuff is gone but it's great to know that there's like new there's new things that we're discovering that are yeah. still equally as important and special Yeah, it looks and feels so different, and I miss the heck out of old IUBT. Natalie was always the one to be talking in the back of the class. I was always talking in the back of the room, (laughs) respectfully. This was always respectful, of course, but it was such a community feeling, you know? Yeah, well, I just... I keep thinking about, um, and if I think about it for too long, then I get sad, but I think about, um, you know, Nutcracker when we're having our run-throughs in the studio and every major is in the studio, just, I mean, yeah, (laughs) you think about it and it just, I get chills and I get upset, so I can't think about it for too long. really emotional during um, the end of Cinderella last year, that last Friday when we did the run-through, because I was just like, I'm sitting in a room right now with 65 of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. And, and like, at that point, we didn't know that it was never going to be like that again for a little while. Yeah. Now coming back, it's like, wow, it's, that was really it, wasn't it? <laughs> but I mean, that IUBT will be back, you know, that that sense of community will be back like how we had it before but like you said right now we're building something new and we're all experiencing something different together which is so beautiful and so exciting and I know we're all just so thankful to be back that's so great and like the community survives like you said like Mm -hmm. not the end yeah what what IUBT the culture that that's been built here that's been passed down to us that we pass down to others like yeah, going anywhere, you know. It'll be back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's so beautiful. Wow, I, <laughs> that that conversation always kills me. I yeah, just thinking about how much I love everyone and I even see it like actually physically hurts my heart sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah, I actually feel that I might die of a heartache. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're fine. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> so anyway, moving forward, I think that's about it for an update on IUBT as it is right now, of course, it's always changing. And hopefully the longer the semester goes on, the more we'll be in the studios and we'll update updates. Yeah. But moving on from that, Liz has quite a, quite a big (laughs) life update. So Reading. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. So Liz, why don't you tell us um, what happened to you over quarantine? No, um, 
I will try and give this succinctly and clearly, even though these thoughts get so jumbled in my mind, sometimes it's like hard to yeah. make it make sense. Um, especially like for people that know me, <laughs> like people that know me. Um, okay, well, the, to get it out of the way, the big news is that I quit ballet, or as I like to say, I retired from ballet. But yes. for anyone that knows me, all my friends, everyone in IEBT, like that's not like normal news. We were like, oh yeah, Liz quit ballet. That's like, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much like, shocking news this this was the last thing I expected ever ever (laughs) honestly I mean you don't expect a global pandemic and you don't expect Liz to quit no 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 no. those are two (laughs) things that you never would have thought about (laughs) but just to like give give some like background on it um I you know was having I was doing zoom ballet as best as I could from whatever March until June Honestly, it was going well. Like I, it, I think that uh, like Zoom Ballet was my saving grace during those three months. I don't mm-hmm. know. I would have been a wreck if I didn't have that. I think we all needed that so badly, just for some sense of community and some sense of like purpose. When I woke up in the morning, of like mm-hmm. I have something important to do, and people depend on it, and it matters, and like it's meaningful. Mm-hmm. And um, like you're kind of, I mean, still in a way, like like you said, community. Like you're waking yeah. up and you're kind of. Kind of, I say in quotation marks, getting to see your friends every day. And it's like, that's all we needed during quarantine was to like be with each other, um, you know, through Zoom. Like it really helped. Yeah. And like, as much as we joke about Zoom ballet and how much it sucked, like, like you said, like we, I needed that community. You needed that. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done without it. Yeah. Um, But then June came, I finished the summer intensive and that last week of the sub, the little four week intensive that our faculty put on, I hit a wall and I had been really, really good about taking, I was super diligently taking every single class, like telling myself, even if I didn't feel like taking class, I was taking class. I was like, not really going to think about it. I wasn't giving myself another choice. You know, I was going to do it, but then I hit a wall and I felt like, you know, I just need a break. So I told myself, okay, just stop dancing for a little while and you know, let yourself take a rest. And whenever you want to go back to ballet, you can go back to ballet. Like whenever you get the urge to go take class, just go take class and don't put this pressure on yourself. Um, I was expecting that to take about two months or not two months. I was expecting that to take about two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. It actually took two months and two months passed and I still didn't want to take class. And yeah. It was shocking. I, I was shocked. I remember I would like wake up in the mornings and be like, I don't want to do ballet today. Like, what does that mean? Like, yeah, guilty. And I felt confused and I felt lost. And I also felt really happy, though, at the same time and good, which made me feel even more guilty. And it yeah, well, because you were busy, like you at the same time that you stopped like waking up and doing ballet every day, like you were finding other interests, yeah, right? Like exactly. you still, I mean, we were obviously in a pandemic, but you had a busy summer. Yeah. Um, I was working. I was like, you know, just spending time with, with old friends, catching up with yeah. people in Charlotte. And, um, it, I was experiencing this kind of what I, what I feel like this summer was for me was I would got to experience this life that I never got to live during elementary school, middle school, high school. Like it was like, Oh my God. I remember like waking up one morning and be like, Oh my God, like I can do anything. And honestly, I couldn't really do anything because we were in a global pandemic. So (laughs) that's not true. But to me, it felt like 
I had yeah. all the options in the world. It felt like, oh my gosh, I can do anything. And so then as soon as I had that freedom and let myself have that freedom, it was like, maybe there's other things out there that will make me happy. And I almost felt like as soon as I realized that I could survive without ballet and I could be happy with ballet, it was like, I don't know if I necessarily want to put myself through this lifestyle that for me, not for everyone, but for me was sometimes obsessive and unhealthy when it was all, it was all consuming, it was all consuming. In, the, in the best way possible, because yeah, exactly. even you're like, you still love ballet, even though you've retired, like, and even though you went through all that during the summer, like all throughout it, you still love and loved ballet. And that's like what I want to make the most clear is I have no ill will towards ballet and I have nothing but positive experiences to say about it. But it was more just realizing that I I, as much as I loved it and I will never regret it, I missed out on a lot of life too. And I did that to myself. I don't think that you have to do that as a ballet dancer. I don't think everyone does that, but I did that to myself. I had major tunnel vision and I only saw myself doing ballet and I didn't allow myself to think about other things. And it sort of became this thing I was forcing. I was almost forcing myself to, to ignore any other thoughts that would come into my head other than ballet. And it became this subconscious thing that I would just push these thoughts out. Um, so it was more just like, I never knew, I never knew that there was this whole other side of me that I just, I hadn't discovered yet. Cause I never allowed myself to really listen. Um, and so I, yeah, I definitely want to be clear that like ball ballet is, has shaped me and I feel so grateful for it. Um, but it, it was more just realizing that there's other things that I want to do and there's other interests that I have. And it was the perfect time for me to come to terms with that and to move on and to realize that I can be happy without it while at the same time loving it and appreciating it and still wanting to have ballet be a part of my life. Like I always, I always will love ballet and watch ballet and appreciate it, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to do it. And this is obviously something that every dancer goes through when they retire, whether it's when they're 21 or they're 41, you know, everyone goes through that period where willingly or not, you find a new purpose in your life and your career. And it's scary and it's beautiful. I think this is a great plug to IU because yeah. they are such a great, it's such a great place Um IUBT, I mean, within the university, it's such a great place to find that other purpose, to ha have this chance and this opportunity to discover what else you might like, what else you might be good at outside of ballet. So you can train professionally, you can have an outside field, and maybe if you find out like Liz that, oh, I'm here at IUBT, but maybe it's not my, maybe it's not my thing. Maybe it's not my story anymore. IU is such a great place to make that jump out of ballet into whatever your other career is going to be. I'm like literally smile, like smiling, sitting here, listening to you talk about it because <laughs> I will forever be like, one of, I mean, you and I both, but we'll be like IUBT's like biggest <laughs> advocate. Advocate and <laughs> like I, I mean, I just feel. I mean, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I have my bachelor's degree now. I mean, I haven't graduated yet, but it's done. Like, I have my bachelor's degree. I can do anything. Like, yeah. I, I 
how lucky am I that I got to do everything that I wanted to do? The ballets that I got to dance, the people, the, the faculty, the, the world-renowned, like, ridiculous yeah. faculty that we get to work with, um, the, the, the repetitors that come in, the incredible, like, peers that have danced alongside me for the past three years that I've gotten to be inspired by, like, the, the summer intensives that I've gone through, gone to, like, all of this has come to me because of IUBT, and now mm-hmm. I have all that, I have all those experiences on stage that are going to stay with me forever, and I also have a degree, and I can now jump off and do anything that I want to do, and yeah. I don't feel like, it, it doesn't feel like I failed at ballet. It doesn't feel like I'm lost. I mean, yeah. it feels like I'm just switching paths and that IUBT like set me up. I mean, it will set you up to become a professional dancer or it will just set you up to become a successful person at anything that you do. And I yeah. will buy that like yeah. 100% always. And I just feel so grateful. Yeah. So lucky to be able to call IU home for these past four years in all of our different paths and decisions, just getting to experience that here um, with this, these group of, this group of people and the faculty that we've had too. I mean, even when you transitioned out of IUBT into being a normal student at IU, the faculty was so, I mean, so helpful and so supportive. Yeah. And it was, it was so scary to tell our faculty, like, this decision, but, like, Sarah, our chair, just was the most understanding, and she was like, all that I want, all that we want for you is for you to love ballet, and you do. And I don't think you, I mean, I, it's you'd be hard-pressed to come to IUBT and to hate ballet because it's such yeah. a amazing place, but they, that's, like, the culture, like, it's, you know, people are going to go on and become professionals and some people aren't, but at the end of the day, you're going to have been part of something really special. And you'll be supported. You'll be supported in anything that you do. And that's what Sarah said. I mean, that's what she said. She was like, the faculty is here for anything that you need. Yeah. Come back to us if you need us. Like, you know, we're always here to support you, even in your non-ballet endeavor. Mm -hmm. So I just feel so lucky. I like have to just give a shout out because I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you. So now that you're not, now that you're just a normal kid at school, a college kid, you're just a normal college kid. What are you, uh, not that these are like set in stone plans or anything, but what have you gone on um, to next? Like, what are you thinking now? So I'm honestly, I'm, I'm trying to take it really one day at a time. I'm trying to be really patient with myself, um, yeah. give myself room to, kind of just explore. So right now I'm getting um, a minor in social welfare advocacy, which is in the School of Social Work. Um, I have my outside field in law and public policy. So I'm taking five classes right now. Um, I see grad school, law school, some type of um, graduate program in the future for me, Um, but I'm not exactly sure. I'm not exactly sure what yet, but I have, you know, those ideas of things that I might want to study, possibly law, possibly social work. Um, So I'm kind of just taking it one day at a time and using this year to figure that out, you know? And so it, it it feels exciting. It feels like, you know, I can just explore what my other interests are and, um, and see what happens. That's really exciting. Uh, It's been, it's been weird. It's, I don't want to make it sound like it's been easy or, or, 
like it's 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 not easy to quit ballet anyone that retires will tell you that I mean it's it's a grieving process I mean I every day is I mean I miss it every day and I'm, I'm I'm almost convinced that like I will miss ballet every day for the rest of my life but I think we all will you know like I think I think every dancer that retires will miss it I know I I used to think like you know how there's some dancers where like you know obviously they'll retire and then they'll go right into teaching or they'll open their own dance studio or whatever so I used to think that I was going to be the type of person that like just could not like I would have to walk away completely 100% couldn't see it couldn't think about it like (laughs) because I think it would hurt that much yeah I know I really I mean I think I mean I'm only a few months in you'll have to love to see in a few more months if I'm still feeling like this but I'm right now I'm convinced that it will be just like an everyday yeah missing chunk of your like yeah I don't know that sounds dramatic but really like it is such a big because you were right in the beginning to say like um I think there is a sense to every ballet dancer that we do have blinders on you know and obviously in in your scenario maybe it was more than that like you said like maybe it was an unhealthy like um kind of obsession but I do think that a lot of dancers have that blinders like effect and I mean if you lit like if you start dancing at like eight you know or whatever we have to have tunnels yeah and then you like choose to become a professional basically by like the time you're you know 12 it's like yeah of course I have blinders on I decided to do this when I was 12 (laughs) and we have to that's the only way we could have gotten to where we are yeah yeah the number of sacrifices and some things are small like not going to football games in high school, but other things are big. Like yeah. other things are huge that we sacrificed. Yeah. And sometimes we didn't. And even you have it. to be like all in or it's not worth it. So. Yeah. And I still, and I, and like I said, I, I don't regret, I don't regret that. I don't, I will never regret how I spent the past 21 years, but mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's just time, time to take the blinders off. Oh, to- wow. <laughs> see the world. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was so silly. <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> we live for the drama. We are in the arts. We are performing artists, so you can. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, okay well, well, I think, I think we covers it. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Liz's yeah. retirement. Yeah. New year. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. We have a lot of exciting things to work on and bring to IUB talks um so we're just looking forward to continuing our little podcast together I'm excited to just explore in general like how IUBT is moving forward and also how the ballet world in general is moving forward because it's it's just so inspiring yeah yeah well everyone's seeing and I think there's a lot to learn from it um and that I think we're just going to keep exploring all the ways that we are adjusting and pivoting and mm-hmm. changing direction. And if anything, I feel like, cause you know, like the stigma of ballet, like it's this old art form, you know, it's, you know, where are you, where the ballet department, a part of the opera, which is also kind of old school art form. And so there's like this stigma that like, it's going out and no one wants to see it anymore. And, you know, it's kind of, it's it's prestigious you know it's a prestigious art form and some people it's not like going to the movies but I think during quarantine 
the ballet world has just adapted. So, I mean, it's gotten a lot of ballet companies connected to social media, which I think is incredible. Um, And it's definitely, like, I feel like it's almost brought the art form down to earth a little bit. I agree. I was actually thinking, I think it's going to make us, I think that we were, we were reaching a dangerous, a dangerous level of inaccessibility. Yes. And so many of our patrons in the ballet world are older and that generation is, yeah, is dying out and the newer, younger people feel like ballet is inaccessible and they feel like it's classist or elitist. Yeah. And that they can't connect to it. They can't get to a performance. Tickets are expensive and it's only for rich people and whatever, you know, those are the things here. But I think that now, I mean, like you said, like we're bringing it to social media, we're live streaming performances, we're finding ways to connect to people that maybe haven't seen ballet before. And I think honestly, it could be ballet's saving grace. I really do think so. I really think that, more people have seen ballet over quarantine than yeah. ever before. And my parents watched more ballet over quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, my parents watched so many ballets. <laughs> yeah, so it's all really exciting to see, not just I use um, adaptability to the whole thing, but every ballet company yeah. has really stepped up during this time. I'm so happy we're back. This was so fun. <laughs> okay, well... Catch you next episode. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.